All audio podcasts for One Team, One Podcast are brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage. Talk to Patrick Michelson at Bank of England Mortgage, 225-939-9878, or visit boesouthernstates.com. That's Bank of England Mortgage, a proud partner of One Team, One Podcast. I'm Dylan Cruz, and you're listening to One Team, One Podcast. Oh God! <laughs> Who did that? Oh my God! That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Spooky season. Oh my God! All right, so one team, one podcast, episode ninety-five. Look at the bump music. Ninety-five. Yeah. Who's ninety-five? Dominic Livingston. Charles Alexander. Wasn't he ninety-five? Charles out. I thought he was four. He was four. He was number four. No, no, different Charles Alexander. Oh, okay. The big, the fat Charles Alexander. <laughs> the bad Charles Alexander. <laughs> no, he's a defensive lineman. I don't know. Ne- never heard of him. Oh, 94. We forgot Michael Brooks. Did we say that no, last? you said Michael Brooks. I said it last episode? Yeah, yeah. You're oh, old. God you got it. damn it. God damn it. Episode 95. We appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Um, lots. Big show. We have uh, Brody Miller is going to be joining us probably about 7.15. And then we have uh, Justin Vincent, our off. guy. Just turn it off. Yeah, that's not it. Fucking static. It's just the static. It is what it is. Justin Vince is going to join us at um at seven forty ish. So uh, yep. we'll, we have a lot to talk about. The biggest thing for us, right, is um we are going to Oxford tomorrow. Yes, sir. We're taking the RV. Fun chaser, baby. We're taking the fun chaser. Uh, there you go. It's on the screen. The fun chaser. We're taking that bad boy to Oxford uh, tomorrow to chase some fun. We will. We'll be chasing we'll be fun. Chasing fun all weekend long. We're chasing, chasing fun. fun. Yeah. I'm going to be chasing a lot of fun. <laughs> There's a lot fun. of fun to chase around in Ole Miss. Yeah. There is. Um, you know what's you know fun? Not being able to cook anything on your uh, tailgating grounds. Like it, like is that correct? Like it you can't have an f- open flame at, on in the grove. Oh, really? Oh. Well, we got it. We got a we got a yeah. four piece convection stove top. In the yeah, we got it all taken <laughs> care of. Yeah, William, why don't you go down the list of a uh, cool like like gadgets and and like so, a- aspects? Of yeah, we got a queen uh queen two sleeper queens. two queens one in the back one over the cab. Yep, uh, sixteen foot awning, yep. which um, may or may not be working right now. <laughs> I think it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we've already broken something. We it's even... not ours. <laughs> no, it was uh, this guy bought it like three weeks ago, and he, somebody last weekend already broke the fucking awning. His, his they, wife they, probably. They sat really on do it. chase fun, don't they? Yeah, yeah. they do. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it, gonna be it's gonna be a good good little vehicle. for It us. will be a nice trip. Yeah, you want um, it back on there? Here, hold on. No, there yeah. It is. So there's that beauty. Jayco. Yeah. Yep. Um, so alloy uh, alloy uh, rims. I believe it's alloy, steel alloy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, big shout out to our sponsor, uh, or one of our main sponsors, Fred's Bar. Um, Fred's is basically hooking us up on this trip. It's basically the Fred's, uh, the Fred's Fred's road to go. Trip, yeah, right. Fred's to go. Fred's to go. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Man, this, this guy. guy, he's a marketing <laughs> genius. This guy. Yeah, 
Goodness gracious. So uh, we appreciate uh, Nay, uh, Mark over there, uh, Fred's uh, really hooking us up. So we appreciate those guys. Um, again, big show. There's a lot to talk about. So Ole Miss, obviously, coming off the heels of the Florida game, uh, which was a surprise, I think, to all of us of yeah. how we played. No shit. Um, coaching change, obviously, happened um, literally the next day. So it's a weird. it's been a weird week, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a – there's a lot, a lot of shit going on. Um, a lot of people, like, posting some uh, stories about Ed Ogeron yeah. that are, are under fire a little bit too. So, <laughs> Dude, poor Matt Trent, man. Oh. He's getting flamed this oh, week. He dang. got fucked. Yeah, Such a nice week. guy too. I mean, come on. He, I think he went too far with the whole like yeah. – I mean – Icarus flew too close to the sun on that one. I don't know if, <laughs> I, I don't so know if sounds, he's really got sources on this or not. Yeah. I don't know what the so story it, was, but – it sounds like I, I was just reading, you know, some tea leaves. And uh, what it sounds to me like is that this did happen, but it wasn't at practice. It was at a camp. I saw something on the, like some comments under uh-huh. his stuff. And there was it's actually a girl who was like, yes, I'm one of the girlfriends. <laughs> That's what I saw. I saw that, too. And I was like, wait, is this fucking fake? Yeah. No, it just I, looked fake. It looked fake. But I, but I, I was mean, like, God damn, who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it for what it's I'm going to take it for real. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming that's real. Dude, this guy's getting lit up on social media right now. Oh, he's getting blasted. It um, started with Miles Brennan. Yeah. And then everyone just followed his lead. Yeah. And everyone's just shitting on him. This it's, is a can- cancel season, baby. It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough look. <laughs> Why hasn't he deleted that tweet yet? I don't know. I don't know. Why? He's just letting himself out to dry. I started thinking, I was like, all right, his he's, bosses at WBRZ has got to be like fucking flaming over this, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is a terrible look for them. Every, terrible. Yeah. Because hey, they're not just flaming him, they're flaming the entire news station. Yeah, yeah they're and, just like and just media as WBRZ <laughs> fake news on a CNN backdrop, like uh-huh. shit like that. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. that's rough, bro. Yeah, that that means bad things in Baton Rouge. Like, and you know, <laughs> we we post shit all the time, and I know we get like our sor- sources, sauces, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Um, we we protect ourselves by saying sauce. We do, but we also are not reporters. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I am not going on television and, like, actually reporting something. So, like, if you're going to do that as your actual profession... Well, here's his problem. You better be You better be coming with the, the heat. He needs a sauce level. He does. Right. We have sauce we levels. We have sauce levels. Right. You know, we have mild, yeah. medium, hot, jalapeno. I had extra habanero. mild. Extra habanero. mild was today, the other day. Yeah, I did right. extra Franklin, mild. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that was... Like that know. was almost like not even really a sauce, yeah. more like a dry rub. I couldn't, I, yeah, yeah, I might not even like post this, but it's, it's sauceable, I guess. Yeah, it's like water, yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully, we get some good illegal habanero sauce action, yeah, in the more next more couple like weeks. A 12 alarm sauce, yeah, something like that. Like, there's only a couple people that I'll get a text from that's like 12 alarm sauce, mm-hmm. and then I'll know. But um, still waiting on those. I, everybody's going to be asking us about probably about um, coaching searches and stuff like that. I don't think anything's new <laughs> yeah, compared to what we've talked about before, right? Yeah. No, I People mean, are like, just throwing out names at this point. If we hear anything, we're going to post it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> y'all, can, y'all can stop like DMing us and be like, heard anything? Yeah, like, right, right. We'll let you know. Yeah. We will let you know. Well, today I got a whole bunch of heard anything about Will Wade. Um, and I was like, no. Oh, because of fucking Pat Forty? Yeah, I was like, no, nothing Fuck, yeah. Nothing fucking news is happening with Will Wade. No, this like, is... It's the same old shit. Look, look at the It's date. right before basketball look season at the starts. Yeah, basketball season's about to start. Hey, everybody, let's get ready for it. Will Wade's still an asshole. They still don't have anything. You know, whatever. They have nothing. Right. 
they have like a f- telephone conversation. That was it. So, um, yeah. So I'm about to bring in uh, this is Alex. I'm about to bring in a dozen purple and gold colored golf balls to Oxford this weekend mm-hmm. because Jude told did me I, to. Did is I? This, Alex? Is this cheeky, Alex? Is no, this cheeky, no, no, no. Alex? This is the same Alex from uh, from Willie Betts a couple weeks ago. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. So not cheeky, Alex. Cheeky, Alex is. Uh, We're bringing this one, Alex. Yes, we're, we're these are uh, the. They, we're going to bring a whole bunch Actually, of those. I have a whole bunch of those, uh, can, but they're they're not real golf balls. They're just practice balls. Can I? Say, you can wave them around. Don't throw them at him because then he doesn't want to come. So you you got to you, you know. So we the, want Lane Kiffin. So don't just throw it. And, throw it at yeah, him. give it to him after the game. Be like, here, well, coach, I love you. Maybe we need to put our logo on some of these. That's a good. That's a. It's a hell of an idea. It's a. They, they, it's thank a little you. delayed. Thank Sorry. you. <laughs> are we going to bring them on? All right, so we have um, our first guest, uh, Brody Miller with The Athletic. And Brody, I have not met Bro- Brody before, so we're about to bring him in right now. And it's Hold taking on. forever. There it is. <laughs> there there is. Yeah, Change on, our guys. graphic up, Jude. There Hold you on. Go. I do that first, and then I... There we go. Jude, the intern, is oh, all shoot, over it, Brody. Brody, how are you this doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. It's been a, uh, it's been a long week. But I'm it ha- we were just saying the same thing. It has been a weird... Yeah effing week <laughs> so all right uh what's new in your world anything oh nothing at all yeah no uh, coaching changes coaching searches uh stories that are getting <laughs> criticism and uh, and, 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 praise we, and whatever. we just yeah, talked about we just talked about poor matt trent um Ugh. we just talked about that man he, he's just getting uh blown out of the water right now on social media um, you came, you came with the heat, uh, a little earlier this week, right? Like any, so I know, I know not, not too bad, <laughs> but, um, everybody's heard rumors in town, so this isn't anything new or anything, no. but, um, I mean, so is any, has there been any reaction to you and what you've posted like through LSU or anything like that? Anybody said anything to you off the table? Yes, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm not gonna. You know, Don't tell me, this. but yes. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not gonna go into that, but obviously, I mean, there are people who aren't aren't psyched about you know everything there and have been kind of, you know, not 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 happy. With We're poster people, boys of not being people not being happy with us. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So this is the perfect show for me. No, exactly. <laughs> I know they're probably like, oh great, these guys yeah. on this show tonight. Yeah. Hey Brody, right. how long have you hated LSU with all your heart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it most because I feel like for years I've almost been criticized for being too like easy on LSU oh. all the time, and like now it's like, oh, you hated them the whole time. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, honestly, yeah. no. Quite frankly, <laughs> I had a good relationship with that Ogeron for four right. years. Like, I, 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 there's no animosity there. I was just trying to, yeah, tell kind of the story of these last five years. No, I feel like you're our, um, you're our Ross Dellinger now of LSU. I know I don't not, not to put anything heavy happened. on you or anything. But uh-huh. no, Ross has like moved on to another level and you're still right here in this area. Like I feel like that you're you're kind of that guy here that's kind of like working uh, behind the scenes like he did. You know? Is that I take that as a strong compliment. Ross is an incredible reporter. I've learned a lot from, so I, I appreciate that even being compared, even though I well don't now agree. he big times you though is the problem. Like he, <laughs> he used to be cool and everything. Now he big times you. Like hey, I am, I'm I'm better than this show now. Um, I'll make sure I tell him you said that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> please do. Um, okay. So um, your thoughts on Florida week? Um, how we came out? Obviously, it was a a, a completely different team that we've seen. 
I, I thought, uh, energy-wise, scheme-wise. There was a lot of different difference uh, from this game than there was, you know, previous in the year. But then now taking this same team now to Oxford, I feel like the LSU fan base has a renewed um, confidence, uh, including us. We're, we're about to take, take an RV to Oxford, and um, I'm full of pissing vinegar. So uh, we're ready to take on Oxford, and I don't really care what anybody has to say. <laughs> yeah, I think it's – again, like I think Ed Ogeron put it kind of well Monday, I want to say, where he was kind of talking about there did seem to be throughout that week a slight – I don't know, weight lifted for lack of a better yeah. term, just there was so much hovering over this team for so long that all of a sudden it was like, hey, go play free. And, you know, I felt like you saw not I'm not accusing him of meddling or anything, but I think you saw it Ogeron be like, yeah, Jake Pete's, you know, do your thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, everyone just go do your thing. There's less, you know, tense tension. I think a lot of people notice a tension these last few weeks with right. Ogeron. And also, I think there's just truth to like, you know, there's the obvious parallel of two years in a row. They're depleted and they go beat. Florida right well I think there's something to the notion that and this is not a criticism of these players either but those big stars were kind of gone and you know all of them are either injured or kind of you know just you know calling it a year and all these things and I think that led to everyone who was still playing are guys who still have an insane amount to prove or yeah. mm-hmm. freshmen who are hungry so there's like not that those guys were slacking by any means they were still playing great football but yeah. I do think there was this kind of element of like you know, it's kind of like when people accuse a pro team of tanking and it's like those players are playing for a contract. They are not tanking like they'll get fired. And I think there's a little bit of that where you see these freshmen and sophomores excited to make a name for themselves. And I think everyone just kind of played a freer, better game. So do I know if LSU is going to suddenly win two of these next four SEC games? Probably not. I don't know. But I do think that's going to be a ball game Saturday. I do think they're at least a team that can cover that spread and make this competitive. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I think, I think that's the same. Uh, I, what we're thinking. I, it's almost like it feels like a parallel a little bit to last year. Oh, um, yeah. No, I mean, completely. And one of the it, things yeah, that it, we've been talking about, Brody, well, go I, ahead. I think something that he said was like, there's like this big weight hanging over the program. It's exactly how we felt going into the Florida game last year. It's actually pretty nuts. Yeah. Right. And then we, you know, we pull something out of our ass and win the game. Yeah, and uh, so one of our uh, our Durante Jones, he's he's we yeah. we allow we allow no um, nobody can talk bad about Durante Jones. <laughs> he's a friend fr- friend of the pod, friend of the yeah. show, friend of the show. Um, it, my main um, what I'm really really upset about is some of these assistant coaches that have taken this job, maybe risked risked their career to take this job. They could be a one year um, in and out kind of position especially coordinators coming in and maybe there's a new guy that comes in and just kind of cleans house um i thought that it was perfect for us to at least announce ogeron is leaving so these guys are free to to basically um coach their ass off for their next gig is that is that something that you felt at all or seen at all or thought about it? You know, no, I think case? there's a lot of validity to that. I don't know if it was conscious. You know what I mean? I don't know if there was like a sit down thing where it's like, all right, we're going to change what we let you do. Sure. But I absolutely think there's validity to that. You know, that idea that it would have led to everyone kind of being in a really tough limbo phase for a long time. And that's just tough to coach in, you know, and now it's, hey, you aren't. Your job's gone. I mean, yeah, it, there's not much going to change here. So, yeah, you get to just be like, hey, show what you can do. And Ed Ogeron has less reason to, again, not saying he had been like overly meddling, but less reason to 
hyper focus and micromanage things because it's his job is gone already. So he's like, hey, let's you know go do you go go get yourself a good job after this and all those things. So I think there's a ton of validity to that. And again, there's also just some element, quite frankly, of just these are young first time coordinators who are just kind of getting better each week. I think I've noticed Jake Peets get a little better each week. I feel like I've seen Durante Jones maybe a little more high and low, mm. but he's getting better as the season goes. So yeah, I, I think it's just a little bit of combination of both. There. there is something about this Peets. Um, there's something about the Florida game that just completely um, is driving me crazy. Um, it's the the running scheme, the uh, trap plays, the cross blocks, Jack Mashburn being in, being involved a lot more than what he was before. It feels like a different coordinator coached this game than has coached the entire year. Yep. Um, and I don't know how I can put my finger on that other than <laughs> Ozeron said, "Hey, I'm I'm go ahead, guys." Yeah, I think I think there's a little bit. Okay, so I I had talked to people throughout the season on that staff who, you know, they thought pretty highly of Jake Pete's. I think he's a really smart passing game yeah. line. But they said that he's just not quite comfortable with running game stuff and the schematics of a running game. Or even more than that, like how to use your run game to set up the pass and vice versa. It was just those things he wasn't comfortable with yet. And huh. so when you, and a lot of the times when you see a coach backed in a corner, you know, when you're struggling like he had been, you kind of stick even more with what you're comfortable mm. with sometimes. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I don't know how much to make of this. It's one of those things where I think it's interesting, at least, that Ty Davis-Price did tell us that, you know, director of performance innovation, Jack Marucci. Marucci, with, yeah. Right. Yeah, came with all these kind of run schemes that were working. And I, I mean, there's a lot of history in these last 10 years of Jack Marucci bringing them stuff and it changes what they do. So I believe there's some truth to that. So, yeah, I don't even mean that as an insult on Pete's like, oh, he doesn't deserve credit, but. I kind of do believe that hey, maybe they needed that to show what works with the run game and that's set up so much and it works. So a little bit of that and you saw the offensive line just look more comfortable. Yeah. To oversimplify football, but just look more comfortable blocking certain things. Yeah. They, it was more their style. It felt like yeah. that they were, they were wanting to, to run an offense that way all year and they just needed to unlock the keys. Now exactly. the, the only, the only, thing i have to say about the pete's thing he was literally christian mccaffrey's running back coach yeah like i i don't understand how <laughs> he's not comfortable with running schemes well i hear yeah i hear you there but i guess there's probably a difference between like knowing how to coach a running back at the position and being like i know how to develop schematics to get mm. one thing to connect to the next and all mm. that like if you ask joe brady or people close to him his greatest skill set isn't like some literal skim schematic thing is that he was the master of putting the puzzle together. Like sure, that's Joe right. Brady's mm -hmm. expertise. And I think that's the part Pete's is just learning. It's not even a criticism. It's just kind of young. You know? Wow. So it sounds like we need a running game coordinator, not a, not a passing game coordinator. Whoa, pivot. Well, fun fact, James Craig huh? was the run game coordinator. Technically like that. James was Craig was game. that guy. Yes, was right. he? Oh, wow. I'm not I saying that's why the run game got worse, but. Man, they technically have one. They just publicized it. Okay, so we got a couple questions for you. Ask Brody uh, is if if Coach O wins uh, most of the next SEC games, will his future at LSU, his legacy, be different than what it, the narrative is right now? I love that question, and I, I kind of hope so. I, I I think at the end of the day, that Florida win will help it, no matter what. Like even if they lose everyone from here on out, I, I do think the Florida game will help change that to be like that will at least i think in a lot of people's mind be the last kind of like 
positive memory because I know a lot of people think I wrote this like you know angry piece. A hit I piece. Got, but no, I think I know. She, <laughs> yes, she, don't even start. <laughs> and no, I actually think Ed Ogeron deserves a ton of credit for 2019 that people are like trying to remove from him. And I think Ed Ogeron does a lot of good stuff and is a guy who this is literally his dream school and gave yeah. a lot to yeah. it. And I'm not. I, I want him to end on good graces with a lot of people. So I think. I think first off, no matter what, I think time will overall view him a little kinder. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Think as time goes on, they're not going to judge him in the prism of like, this guy's not getting us where we need to be. They'll look back on, man, remember when that guy who was one of us got us one of the best teams ever? Like, that's how we'll overall be remembered. Yeah, and it's weird. Um, moment, no. I, I uh, saw a Facebook, I told this on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I saw a Facebook memory of when we um, fired Les Miles. And it was a Lamar billboard that said, thank you, Les, or whatever. And it was like a big thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's such a great a great person. Uh, <laughs> he just represented Baton Rouge the best way. I think I said all this bull crap. Cancel And like, yes, now it's like, <laughs> yeah. Now you look back at it and you're like, oh, my God, this guy just like duped all of us. Um, but, yeah, I don't think – I don't know if that's the case with Ed. I think what you see out of Ed Ron is what you get. Um for the yeah. most part, I don't think he's I mean, trying shoot, to hide even anything. Like my story, like the details that kind of like came out as salacious. Like honestly, I didn't even mean them to be intended as like. Yeah, you know, it's just because the regular people probably didn't know, but like most of the people yeah. probably did. Yeah, like those details were in that story, quite frankly, to show like there is a parallel from when hey his life kind of changed, and that's mm-hmm. when kind of the performance declined and how it created messes for him. I don't think any of those details should make you think that Ogeron's a bad guy or anything like no, that. No, I agree. I agree. So um, where we go from here, um, I guess that's our next question. Um, there's obviously uh, Woodward is already starting the um, the coaching talk, right? So um, do you, how much do you feel like he is actually reaching out to actual coaches right now, or is it just agents, or what are we talking to at this point? Definitely agents at this point. Sure. I mean, that's how it always is going to be. Yeah, he, but yeah, he's absolutely talking. You know, on background, off the record, with a lot of agents and, and people to kind of be like, "Hey, here's the numbers we'd hypothetically offer." Those things are right. absolutely being discussed, or maybe have been discussed. I, I couldn't tell you, but yeah, and it's going to be fascinating because Woodward is such a tricky guy to cover because he keeps things close to the vest. Yeah, and he is a political operative deep down. That is yes. who he is. I think he actually Sometimes enjoys it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> when you hear something, you know, there's a little bit of like, is he just stupid? Yeah. It, but also like this could be. Is this know, a Pat this Casey stuff. thing all over again? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. God. And I, <laughs> it's a great point. And you know, there's a lot of history of him making you think one thing, and then Chris Peterson comes out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. You know? And right. then there are others where it looked like it was going to be Jimbo the whole time, and it was Jimbo. So I don't, I don't know. You know. Right. I, I just know he is going to go big game hunting. I'm pretty right. confident about that. Do I also think he has a full list of guys who, if you don't get those top tier guys, you have plenty you really like from your your Mel Tuckers to your Billy Napiers? Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I think there's some big names he's definitely looking at. All right, we got a question from Jude the intern, so bear with us, uh, Brody. This is about to get really unprofessional. Hey, Brody. I, uh, <laughs> I get you mixed up with uh, Cody Worsham a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my question to we you were both unthreatening would, would with the <laughs> yeah, you, yeah well and you both uh, flick your hair up in the front yeah anyways he does a little more styling he's a part of you Hall of Fame though so <laughs> my, my big question is as a as a reporter who do you trust more uh, the the coaches uh 
like agents or where the Learjet goes in terms of where you're trying to speculate? <laughs> because I heard it was on the move. That is such I a good question. I'm going to say neither because uh, the jet stuff is 90% of the time absolute BS. It's just not helpful. Yeah. The agents aren't exactly telling the truth all the time either. <laughs> um, all right, so Brody, we have uh, something uh, special for you. And we're going to do the same game with uh, Justin Vincent later, so don't feel like I'm uh, putting you uh, aside or anything. But it's called our lightning round, so go ahead, Jude. Lightning. Yes. Lightning. Lightning. Yeah, I misspelled lightning. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Crazy? Okay, good. <laughs> all right. So, no, Matt's just stupid, yeah. <laughs> all right. We have some coaches, and I want you to base, – we're going to show a coach on the screen, and I want you to give a quick sentence of like – do you do you feel like or maybe a percentage? You want to give a percentage? I don't know if I'll do percentage. But I'll okay, a quick, thought. a quick thought, and if, would it would it be a fit for LSU? That kind of thing. Okay, yeah. so first one, go ahead, Jude. Mel Tucker. Yeah, I think very possible, and somebody who is very much on the list, and there are people in the program who absolutely are, you know, kind of pushing for him to go that direction, and I think he falls in the category of has a really awesome resume you just want a little more experience probably and he smokes cigars which is fantastic look at that huge cigar and he's so, like smoking the heck out of i know, you know like, <laughs> i know that's not like a I'm, like when i smoke a cigar you're like i don't know if you know i i really want to smoke a cigar. Him, he's he knows how to do it all right next one we're going there next week uh lane kiffin Woo! Lane that train. Feels a little bit to me more like the rumor mill kind of thing. You know, mm. I think oh. it's possible. I think it's totally Boo. in the realm of possibility. But I just Thanks for being on the show, bro. We'll <laughs> yeah, good seeing you guys. <laughs> I think there's just a lot of – it's totally possible, and I think there is absolutely a look to get, like, a quarterback developer and an offensive guy. I don't think there's nothing to that. But I, I just personally would be surprised, but he's absolutely – You, you just feel like there's too much, like, just ego baggage there? And just, you know, I mean, a lot of the things that we're talking about with Ogeron that kind of led to some messiness. I mean, right. You're going to have those same issues with, with Kiffin. Joey Freshwater, you know, yeah. Those rumors, too. But Absolutely. at the same time, I don't know. Rumors? That is fact, my friend. All right, next one. <laughs> Lincoln Riley. This one, this one's <laughs> the Learjet was literally in Norman. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think I've heard things that make you believe that, yeah, he would be, you know, somebody Scott Woodward is – you know, gonna at least reach out to and you know yeah, maybe uh, say no. If there's any interest on his side, I don't know how realistic it, the interest would be. I don't know what where any talks it would be. And if I told you I did, I'd be talking out of my ass. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I think he fits every single check of what like a Woodward hire seems yeah. like, especially in the context of this hire. Now, I would I would not put it at zero. Let's put it that. So way. I, I heard you t uh, talk about, and I don't have him on my list, but Dabo, I heard I heard you talk about him. I feel like, yeah, but I feel like it. Well, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was Bruce. I heard, probably heard Bruce Feldman talk about this, but like I feel like Lincoln Riley would be the attainable Dabo. Does that sound? I think there's something to that. Yeah, I think because younger there's something to the fact that you know we were told about the athletic. You know, we were told about Dabo. Is that a possibility? No one from the Woodward camp has really said anything about Lincoln Riley. You know what I mean? Like, right? It's just me being you know conspiratorial and all that. Yeah. Conspiracy theorist, but yeah, I think he he checks that even more because there it almost makes. At the end of my gut, and this is not reported information, I've always just thought he would leave more for the NFL. Like I would, be yeah, kind of surprised Cowboys. for another college job. But X amount of money gets thrown at you, you know, you're going to the SEC where suddenly, like you know, there's a chance you actually fall down the college football pecking order because you're in the SEC every week. Yeah, like, 
it's not inconceivable. I would. It just would be a crazy big hit. I hear you. All right, next one. James Franklin. I think he's very high on the list. Absolutely. He's somebody who there's a lot of people in the university who would really want. I think he checks all the boxes. Not all of them, but checks a lot of boxes in terms of program builder. You know, long six, 12 years now, I think, of six, 10 years at least of proving yeah. he can build programs and hire coordinators really well and recruit at an elite level. So I think there's a mm-hmm. real pitch to the idea of you put him at LSU in a, in a, you know, a sports car and all of a sudden he might be getting one and two ranked classes and, yeah. and you know, you're going to hit those coordinator hires. I think there's interest. I think there's some people in the university that aren't as high on him or have other issues with him, but yeah. I, I think he's very, you know, a real candidate. I heard the, the personality could be an issue there a little bit, but yeah. also I know USC is probably a member. He'd be the worst for me. So, Oh think, yeah. yeah. It's cliche, cliche, cliche. Um, yeah, he, uh, he has the strictest rules for media. Maybe of any coach. In the really? Uh, so, uh, us, well, Lane Kiff, I mean, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley banned all media the other day so oh trust me i've been joking with reporters almost every one of these candidates has been like oh this isn't good for me either yeah yeah no yeah um so yeah. going back to james, uh, james franklin for a second um i know usc is going to be hot all over james franklin um so i know it feels like there's going to be a um i don't know i hate to say bidding war because i don't think i don't think usc's there i don't think they're there with us so price wise oh no, yeah but it's a great point i should have mentioned yeah usc is it just feels like a logical fit with him at USC. And that's one of those things where you never know if, you know, we're all reporting that because it just makes sense or if there's hard information. I think that we're all guilty of that sometimes. But, but uh, I, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I don't know where the question is, what would he prefer? And I don't know. Maybe right. he really wants to get to the SEC or maybe USC, California, LA. Away the from the SEC, get to the playoffs somehow. Yeah. Right. Because if you get USC rolling, yeah. you are Clemson of the West. Exactly. Like that is the reality. But I know it's easier said than done to get it rolled. All right, or it's our dark dark horse. This is more for Justin Vincent, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I, I don't know. I will just that obviously. I will One little report came out, and everybody's going yeah. crazy. I mean, it makes a lot. Here's what I'll say, man. He is a like close relationship with LSU. I mean, you go to any LSU pro day well, in recent memory, and Mike he's Tomlin's always there. There, he's a good relationship with a lot of people in that building. I I think there's like, I don't think it's inconceivable. Uh, I just don't know. I really don't know, and I don't even know where he'd rank on Woodward's list, considering you know there is always just for me, at least personally, that risk of being like. All right, you're going to hand one of the most important programs in the country to a guy who hasn't really run a college program in so long. But Mike Tomlin is an unbelievable coach, unbelievable culture builder, all these right. things. So, I mean, he could do unbelievable things. So, who other than, like, Ryan Clark, Justin Vincent, are, are going to be guys that he is familiar with? You'd be surprised. Like, a lot of, like, personnel people, a lot of, like, uh, just, you know— not uh, administration's not the right word, but you know, kind of support staff people who've been here for 20 years, like mm-hmm. your Marucci types, your Moffat types. Like he just, I mean, a lot of those guys have relationships for almost every NFL person. But Tomlin, really, for whatever reason, I don't even really know why, but he has been really close with that. that group. All right, last question for you, Brody. Does Brody prefer <laughs> your decision, Brody? Do you yeah. prefer an offensive or defensive coach? Your question special teams Thanks. next <laughs> <laughs> or or a ceo type so uh yeah, yeah, yeah i love this question because it's something i've been kind of arguing with people about all mm. for like a month now and not even that i have a preference it's the idea that i think people get too reactionary from the last hire it's like right. all right you just had a ceo that didn't work now we gotta get an offensive scheme guy and i'm like maybe sure if he's the best coach absolutely but guy like 
just because Ogeron didn't work as a CEO, like look at all the greatest coaches in college football right now. Right. Dabo, Saban, Urban Meyer, right? The three best probably the last 20 years. Sure. All th- I, mean, I know Saban's a defensive, like, sure. Ones, but all three of them are pure CEOs. Like, it's just the truth. Urban never called plays. A lot of people, like, don't know that. Like, they are just real. Most great coaches right now are CEOs who are great hires, who know where the, you know, run a great culture, know where the game's headed and, and attack it and all those things. And that's not saying go get a CEO. Right. It just means every single guy on this list, aside from, I don't know, maybe Franklin, are scheme guys to some extent. Like, they all have pretty good scheme expertise, but they're also just like, they're CEOs. They're good at it. Yeah. So, don't get me wrong. If you tell me right now, like Lincoln Riley, yeah, he might be the best choice, and he is a scheme guy. But at the same time, I just think overreacting. Like, Ed Ogeron didn't work because, as a CEO – because he was, I don't know how to put this. He didn't make good hires. Right. That does not. That is not the rule. It doesn't mean all CEOs are suddenly going to make bad coordinator hires. You're LSU. If you hire the right guy, you are going to get the best coordinators or of the best coordinators every year. So I just think people are overthinking that a little bit. Yeah, and I, I again, I, you know, our love for Durante, and um, I just felt like he had to take that risk um, where maybe. Marcus Freeman was a guy who was high on the list, didn't want to take that job. Um, and now you look back at it and like, well, that probably wasn't the wrong decision there. I mean, it's a one-year deal almost. But um, it's it's hard to say, but that's what I feel the worst about is some of these assistants that probably took this job. So um, Those are hires you make. On, and again, yeah, I'm not like revisionist history I know. on the hires. Like I actually was high on them in the moment. But in hindsight, it's like, oh, yeah, you hired people like that. If you know they have a run, hell, we were high on Bo Pelini because I remember the t- 2007 season. So, well, because we were before be the year started, about anything going. Into yeah, ex- absolutely. I was, I was just, I was like, we're going to be undefeated, right. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you're not wrong. I mean, I wouldn't say I, I was supportive, but I like it was kind of talking myself oh, like, into aggressive it. defense. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, blitz, like, score points. I love it. Yeah, Dave Aranda sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put him on the list, but uh, yeah, oh. Dave. Dave would be great. Our defense yeah, improved I a lot. I mean, I, I'm more fascinated with Dave than like any coach in sports. There's no one I enjoy talking to more. I just think if you're gonna go like that route, there are probably better versions of him who are just more ready. You know? Sure. Yeah. Right. I think uh, Dave Aranda kind of fits that CEO mold. He comes from play calling, but I think he uh, is a smart enough dude to be able to make the right hires and stuff like that. Right. I'm looking uh, at him hiring Jeff Grimes and Eric uh, Mateus exactly. right now at, at Baylor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Dave Rand is quite frankly one of the smartest human beings I've ever met. So yeah, I think wow. he he gave some great interviews to the to right. us and other places where he basically said like his first year of coaching, if anything, he was like he tried to be too smart, and mm-hmm. that was like his failure year one. And now look at him. So yeah. Last question for you. Uh, this is you have to answer this question. All right, uh, don't get scared. Uh, Durante Jones. I mean, sorry, Durante Jones. Listen to me already. Dave Aranda. All right, say Dave Aranda comes. Who's the offensive coordinator? Is it Jeff Grimes or is it Tom Herman? Tom Herman. I, it's Jeff Grimes. You would just—I would be shocked if it's not Jeff Grimes. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, probably yeah. so. Because Herman wasn't even really like the OC of his Texas team. You know, what I mean, he wasn't even calling plays then. I don't know how you would do that. Right. Jeff Grimes, man. I mean, he is just now proving he is one. Oh, of the he best is. OCs in the country. Yeah, he's great. Well, well, what if it's Jerry Sullivan? Jerry Sullivan, Jesus. no, that's not gonna happen. Come on, now. Jerry's the man, man. I'm not no Jerry. Slander. No Jerry Slander, Jude. That was Jude the intern, not Matt Anderson. So, uh, Brody, we appreciate it. We're gonna have you on as this coaching cycle ha- keeps exactly. going because I know I know this is right up your alley. So 
we'll have you on and uh don't take too much heat around there for uh for this this coaching this <laughs> this hit job on o yeah, no comment. <laughs> no, thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, anytime. All right, Brody. Talk to you soon. Hey, we're uh, before we get to Justin Vincent, uh, we have him waiting in the queue. We're going to go to commercial real fast, take a quick little break, be right back. Um, and <laughs> had to show you where it is. He's just pointing out a picture. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> From our humble beginnings in 1898, right here in England, Arkansas. Hometown values were important 100 plus years ago. You get time for a pizza. And although the building is a bit different, and there's a few more people in it, those same values drive us each and every day. Whether your hometown is Jacksonville, Dallas, New York, Denver, San Diego, Seattle, Dickinson, Daphne, or anywhere in between, we have your hometown branch right around the corner. You're here. Welcome home. River City Total Maintenance is an air conditioning and heating company in South Louisiana. We've been in business since about 1980. It does start with the people. It starts with wanting to do the right thing the right way. The thing that makes our company different from the rest is our people. Whenever you have us into your home, we're going to treat you like family. We're going to do the things that it takes in order to earn your business on the front end and to deliver on the services that we provide on the back end. Whenever you have a problem, we're going to be there to answer the call. NOLAAC.com is our webpage. We have a lot of information about our company about the employees of the company and the services that we provide. Dude, that was great with the lightning round. Where's my headphones? Right now is the time to get the vehicle of your dreams at Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. New vehicles are arriving daily by the truckload, but they're moving off our lot just as fast. So stop by or go to courtesyautomotive.com. You can pre-order and secure the exact vehicle that you want. Right now, get $7,500 off MSRP on a 2021 GMC Sierra or get a 2021 Buick Envision for only $28,988. Discover the experience at Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. That's the last one. All right, we are back um, from commercial, and we are joined by one of our regular guests, uh, Justin Vincent, JV. What's happening, my friend? Oh, man, nothing. Just hanging out, man. Just hanging out? Nothing new? Nothing going on? Just nothing a regular old slow week for you guys? <laughs> How's your day? Yeah. <laughs> Justin, I got to say, that's an absolute beauty of a chomper in that front lip. Yes, there you go. <laughs> My quiet time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you, you're not smoking a cigar. You're gonna uh, do that instead, huh? Yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this weekend. I'm going to Nashville this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, watch the KC and Titans game and holler at Christian Fulton and Clyde. And, there you go. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
Got to go to the Predators. Nashville. The Nashville's Predators. a good time. Man, Nashville. That's the only city I would I would move to. Uh, if I got a job in Nashville, I would move there, I think. Me and William said the same thing a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's a great time. I don't like Nashville that much. You don't like <laughs> no. it that much? No. no okay. I, I feel, I feel, it's a lot of people there. Scene. I feel that way about Austin. Austin? I've never been to Austin. Uh, I, I'm missing out. I know. I need to go to Austin. Well, you, you'll get a chance to go there soon, as soon as they join the SEC. That's right. We can go do a road trip Regular. sponsored by Fred's uh, to Austin. <laughs> you hear that, Mark and uh, Nay? There you go. Fred's cam's on the on the cam right now. Um, all right, Justin. Uh, huge. Uh, we just talked to Brody Miller. Huge weekend last weekend. Florida. It was. It's similar to 2020, where we <laughs> all of a sudden flipped a switch and um, played out of our minds against Florida. It felt like, um, different. It felt like a different team, a little bit different energy. Um, what do you, what were your thoughts on, on the Florida game? And then maybe how are we taking that same vibe and energy maybe to, to, to Ole Miss this weekend? Um, you know, my, my expectations were, um, I guess little to none. I was very optimistic about it. I never forget. I was sitting in a staff meeting Saturday morning and I was asked about the game and I said, you know, to be honest with you, I actually think we're going to win. Um, it had nothing to do with me being biased or anything like that. I just saw the body of work. I went to practice every day. It seemed like the energy was mm. a little bit different. Um, guys what, were flying around. When, when did you see that energy different? When when was that? On t- Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday and I went Thursday. Okay. Yeah, it just seemed different, man. I mean, they seemed like they, they were flying around. People had fresh legs, it looked like, and uh, – you know, so I was optimistic. You know, we always worried about the running game. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. since the beginning of the season, we couldn't move the ball to save our soul. Um, they actually looked pretty dang on good um, out of the first, I think, the first drive. And I was like, well, today might be actually the day. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was sitting next to one of my buddies, and I said, uh, you know, damn, I think we actually passed up. The total amount of yards on 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 that last carry we had all year just with just with Ty. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it what what do you think changed with that all offensive line? You know I don't know. I, you know what I think. You know if I'm if I'm putting my coach's hat on for a second, um, I'm I'm thinking they just kind of went back to the basics. You know, um, and stopped trying to confuse them. You know, football is a simple game. Man. Yeah, people think you know if you've been playing it your whole life. Nothing changes but the numbers, the, the your address, and, and, and the size of some players. But football is ball. X's and O's will never change. They'll all be the same. It just depends on who's calling it, right? So I think they just got back to the basics, gave them, you know, three to four plays that they really felt comfortable with, and they loved the hell out of that counter trap and out of gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I seen Ed Ingram pull one time, and he blasted this linebacker. I think yeah. it was on the first touchdown run Ty had coming out of the gate. And uh, – Right then and there, I knew. I said, today will, might be a day. We might have 100. You know, I wasn't expecting 287, but yeah, it right. worked and, out perfect. Um, what What were your thoughts on, in my opinion, I hadn't seen much. Um, there was a couple of plays here and there that I've been talking about all season long. One of them was, uh, was Auburn, where Liam Shanahan pulled out, and I think the tackle pulled out, and, and Ty Davis-Price had a great run uh, off tackle against Auburn and I was like where has this been like where has this play been and then this game all of a sudden everybody's pulling we got traps we got cross blocks we got counters we got all kinds of stuff going on uh Jack Mashburn's just cleaning people up um I felt like it was a different a different running scheme that I had seen all year 
Yeah, definitely. I think it just played back into what I just said as far as, you know, it went back to the basics, the ones they felt comfortable with. I think I think early on we're trying to do too much and be cute. Yeah. And, you know, you just go back to smash mouth football. You know, like Marshawn Lynch said, run through somebody's face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, get, get, get downhill. Uh, give your runner a, a chance to, to make things happen and fall forward. And, you know, the play calling is a whole lot better when it's, it's third and three and third, third and eight. Right. Do you think I, – I felt like Ty Davis-Price ran, like, angry on Saturday. And I didn't mm-hmm. feel like he ran like that all year. Do you think that's because there were holes to, to run through? Right. Like, what do you, where no, do you I, think that came from? I, I think I think early on he was pressing too much. I think Ty still had a little bit of that high school mentality in his, in his system. Um, maybe he felt like he was, you know, trying to hit a home run every time, and he has to realize, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that this is the SEC. This is college football at its finest. Uh, everybody can run. Mm-hmm. Um, he was patient. You know, I saw him this past weekend on a bunch of runs. Um, there was a few of them that he hit the hole when there was a little bit of crease. But other than that, he was patient, waiting for his puller to come around, cut off their backside, and, and hit the gas. So I felt like it played into his hand. I mean, he was been chomping at the bit since the beginning of the season. So uh, it just worked out perfect for him. Um. All right, so take us to Ole Miss. How do you feel like this uh, translates to Ole Miss right now? Um, you're a big fan of Ole Miss, by the way. Big fan of Oxford. Um, <laughs> That's a hey, tell us your favorite thing about Oxford. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Yeah. Do you feel like you hate Oxford worse than Archie Manning hates LSU? No, I don't think Archie Manning hates LSU. He has no reason to hate LSU. I have a whole bunch of reasons. <laughs> I know he, you do. He's, I still, know. he's still he's still fresh. Uh, he's still he got a little Similac on his breath. He doesn't really understand. <laughs> uh, he understand uh, the the hate uh, that he has for a school that he knows really nothing about. Yeah. We forget this kid is, is a twenty twenty three class. I mean, no Archie, man. not Arch. Oh Archie, oh you said yes. Archie. Oh, wow. Archie, Archie, right. yeah. no old man, old man, Bye. old man Archie. That's where all the hate yeah. comes from from Ole Miss. I mean, from the, oh, the Mannings, sure. you know. Well, I'm sure, um, but yeah, man, uh, my my hate is a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. <laughs> and, hate, and hate's a strong word. I just like them a whole bunch. <laughs> well, we're going to go up there with that attitude uh, for you uh, tomorrow. So we're going to represent. Um, tell us about how do you feel like our running game is going to translate over to, to them um, this weekend? And do you, do you feel like that could be the game changer for us? Because I, I actually, I mean, not to, not no spoiler alert, but I actually see us probably even winning this game. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't be a one-trick pony, um, not in this league. Right. Um, and that's what everybody, you know, pinned us on early during the season. I mean, we had our struggles. We couldn't move the ball. I mean, we had a, we had a great opportunity to win against UCLA, in my opinion, if we could have mm-hmm. ran the ball and yep. got those guys back on the heels. But they were standing on their toes, and they were coming downhill every time we snapped the ball because we, we, didn't, we didn't keep them honest. Right. So I think now the guys got a little bit of confidence moving forward. Um, it'll translate to this week. They know, you know, what's at stake, you know, a bowl bid, you know, yeah. moving forward. So I think the guys are going to be ready to play. And I like what I saw from my, a lot of our young receivers. Um, you know, Max was Max once again. Um, but I, I think they got to go on with that mentality last week. This can be done. Because there's not too many people other than myself that I know of that actually gave us a fighting chance this week. Right. I mean, last week. Last week. Oh, right, right. Bro, I, I thought we were losing by four touchdowns. That's what I said on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, and like I said, there's nobody gave us the opportunity. I think these guys knew that. They, they had a little chip on their shoulder. They went mm-hmm. down there uh, in Tiger Stadium, and they put on the show, and hopefully they, they had a good week of practice. I didn't get a chance to go to practice this week, so I had a lot going on. But, 
But yeah, hopefully they get on that bus Friday, head to the airport, get down there to Tupelo and, and have a good time. So what are your thoughts on, um, we talked about this uh, probably about a week ago. So Pete's and obviously Durante, um, first year coordinators coming in. Um, Orgeron is being let go at the end of the season. So there is obvious chance that these guys are going to be one-year coordinators if a new guy comes in and cleans house, whatever you want to say. Do you feel like this is a great opportunity for these coordinators to kind of show um, show a little bit more than uh, maybe what they've been showing this year? It's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say it in the right way, but maybe um, – you're just drinking too much. No, it's not that. <laughs> I'm trying to say it the right way. It it's like giving a little bit more to for their next for their next position. Yeah, I mean, you got to realize in the football world, you know, what you put on tape is your walk and talk. Exactly. So, I think, um, you know, what they put on tape so far and progressed from game one. I think that's you know doing them just and in, in the in the, I guess, in the future for them to move on and do bigger and better things. At least they know they can do it. They may actually not get another coordinating job right away. They may mm-hmm. go back to position coaches and then get the opportunity again. Because this league, I mean, I say football in general, not just SEC. Not just, yeah, right. It's a it's a carousel. You know, people go, you know, one might, you know, he might end up at Auburn. He might end up at, you know, Florida. Might, you know, he'll get an opportunity to probably stay around this league and do some things because both of them have, you know, good resumes and they've they've shown that they can do it um obviously you know you're on a losing team right now but hopefully we can change the the tide of that and and move forward and go to a bowl game but um you know i think both of them are great guys man jake pete's is really good man durante um we have a lot in common we share the same agent you know brian levy who we we Mm -hmm. have and he has he has mike tomlin uh uh, eric the enemy i mean he has a lot of guys um, he also has Mickey Joseph as well, so I think he'll have an opportunity to, to land on his feet either way. I got a I got a question in the chat. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a good question or not. Ask Justin. Uh, as a member of TAF, can we expect to see public appearances of the new LSU football coach hey, soon? I can answer it's this. Like, one. What? I can answer this one. He's actually going to be here next week, and uh, they're going to get rid of it. Oh goodness, I don't understand yeah. what that means. Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> Damn, that's a little random. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Justin, you ever hear someone know. say there's no such thing as a dumb question? Yes, that yeah. that, that, that they, cycle they got just one. got broken. They got Thank one. you, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> oh, Alex, we, uh, loyal we, follower we of the show. We don't know what's gonna happen. You know, I think the beautiful thing about about this whole coach research is that you know there's all these names being thrown out there, but if mm. anybody knows anything about Scott Woodward, you know I've spent a lot of time with him over the. Ooh, I feel like it's been almost 20 years, but. He he keeps everything close to the chest. You know, he'll let these names fly. He he won't put a stop to it. And then next thing you know, boom, he'll hit you over the head and it'll be somebody you didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. We were just having that same conversation. Now we're getting getting another another question. This is a little better question. Which coordinator has the best chance of staying under the new coach? And actually, it's probably not a good question because we don't know who the new coach is going to be. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. As much as I like both of them, I think neither one of them. Right. Yeah, I know because. A new guy is just not coming in. Especially a coordinator. If they were just position coaches, I'd say yes. Yes. Is Corey is Corey grandfathered in, you think? Whoever the new coach is, you get rid of Corey, fire him immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what about Kevin Falk? Yeah, you can keep Kevin fire him, fire the head coach too. If you get rid of either one of those guys. Yeah. They're they're in. Right. They're in. Your your they're first in. the first 
Your first uh, action on the job is firing Kevin Falk. You you may get ran out of town for sure. Um, I said, oh, Corey. I Corey, mean, for sure. Yeah, you absolutely. Of, you give it a man who created DBU. Yeah. I'll be looking over my shoulder my rest of my time in Baton Rouge. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, before we get on to our last segment, I want to, I want to, uh, no, before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about um, LSU Ole Miss uh, 2003. Um, tell me about your experiences in that game. Um, cause I remember it very, very well. Um, and how, how many weeks was it, uh, that you had taken over the starting job, you and Allie? Ooh, man, my first starting game was, was, was South, South Carolina. Carolina. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was probably a third week. Maybe seems like, yeah, I think, yeah. So I think Ole Miss might've been the second to last game, third to last game. I think that's right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So. Um, I probably was starting probably three or four weeks prior to that. Okay. And, um, but yeah, man, I, it was, it was unreal. It was one of them. I think it was like a two thirty kick. Yep. Yep. Um, it was, it was kind of a cool, hot day. Kind of like it's been like the last couple of weeks here. Yeah. Um, it started off, you know, pretty, pretty warm. And as the, as the sun started to set, it was a little cool out there. Their fans are rowdy. You know, they've mm-hmm. added on to that stadium since I've been oh, there. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was loud, man. And they were, they were revving and rolling. Uh, they, they have, uh, quite a, quite a raunchy, uh, fan base. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, you know, obviously we, our fans. You're are, being so nice I'm, right now. Yeah, I know. I'm not, listen, You're being I'm PC. Not, I'm not giving, I'm not giving LSU fans a break here because I know our fans. Are I know it could be bad. I know. No, they're not candy. They are. Yeah. Let's keep it all the way 100. <laughs> they are. But those folks down there are a little bit different. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so take me into that game a little bit. Um, I know it started off with Mock throwing the the pick six early in the in the game. Uh, obviously, we we come back and we're actually winning the game pretty handily. And then and then Eli starts uh, making his move and uh, scores a touchdown. And then he's got the ball back again. Actually, they missed a field goal. And then he's got the ball back again to end the game. Uh, do you remember watching him fall down on his uh, backside? Yeah, I remember because we uh before before they got the ball back, we were driving down the field, and I never forget Derek Dooley was just saying, "Hey, double arm wrap, you know, no one journeys over, fall down, no fumbles." Um, we end up obviously we end up scoring, giving them the ball back, and they had an opportunity to drive down the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, everybody was sitting on the bench, and it was third down, and uh, we stood up and walked towards the front, and seen the snap of the ball, and at first I almost. Like thought it was like the NFL. Like it's, I was like, damn, is he gonna get up and try to throw the ball? But I, my brain was. You realize, yeah. I realized the journey's over. It's, he's done. Um, he didn't have an opportunity to uh, to do his Manning magic. Right. And we and we put a stop to that. No, yeah, that, that could have been the first like David Tyree type play. Who, who knows? Yeah, you never yeah, know. I mean, he could have thrown I mean, the ball up in the air. He could have. That probably would have. That would have. That if they'd have beat us, that have sent them to the SEC championship game. That's right. right? What What are your thoughts on them putting the sign up that said uh, "West West Champions" two thousand three West Champions? You know what's funny about that? So we're I was on staff, and this was twenty fourteen, maybe. I don't know what mm-hmm. game. Well. I know what game it was. It was a game we went down there in all white and we got drunk. Oh, we got 2015. Yeah, yeah. No. It's 2015. Yeah, 2015. So, that was bad. Pre-game, pre-game I'm, I get out there early. Um, I'm doing some stuff with the specialists and, and a couple of running backs there out there. And, and I saw Maria Taylor in the middle of the field, so I went to go talk to her. 
Of course she did. And mm-hmm. her back, look, her, so her back is at a boy. And I'm looking at her. <laughs> and I like look, I'm like looking to the side and I'm like behind her head and I'm like, hold on, what the hell is that? Uh-huh. And I'm like, 2003 West Division champion. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if they want to put that up there, they got to put coat. Like you just oh, you can't just say, I know, right? You can't just say that you won. Like I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like bad. Alabama making up all the national championships. <laughs> 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 Is it still there? I, I, oh I'm, yeah, it's still there. Oh, oh, my God. I'm so excited that it's still there. Honestly, oh like, my God, this trip's I mean, gonna you, be even more fun. If now. you honestly think that they didn't know they didn't win and still put that up there, you think they're gonna? Take <laughs> oh, that that's now? so terrible. Man. Have they ever won the West? Like actually won the West? It, it was probably back in Arts days. No, no, there was no West then. Right, because so, there was no divisions until like, exactly. what, 1990? No, think. they've never been to the SEC championship game. I think game. they haven't won the conference since 63. Yeah, they ha- they've they never shit. been to the uh, SEC championship game, so they never won the West. Well, uh, boys, there it is. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Jude, the intern with the so facts. That's, 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 why, that's why it's hanging up there. Right. Yeah. All right, we got a question in the chat. Ask JV. Um, have has you have you ever dreamed about not getting caught in the national championship game? <laughs> yeah, if I you know what? Yeah, if I don't look in my jewelry box, I'm in my national championship. Oh. <laughs> How you like that, Michael Roby? No, it was funny though because I don't know Michael Roby, but Michael Roby is probably friends with some of the clowns that I'm friends with. <laughs> Brian and David Lamwald, they always Oh, yeah. Every time I see them, BG for sure. bring that up. Yep. I mean, always. And I'm like, dude, if I'd have got caught, I mean, if we if we didn't score, if we didn't win the game, then maybe that would have some kind of significant, you know, deal, or whatever. But it, it didn't. We won. You, know, it, you got that it ring. Is what it is. Exactly. Thank God for Marcus Spears. Man, if Derek Strait wasn't on that team, holy cow, they would have got skull drugged that game. Oh yeah, <laughs> him alone. Michael, what was it? What was his name? Mark and Mark uh, Mark Clayton wasn't on that team because Mark Clayton was their saving grace. Right. Yeah. Um, so, all right, we're going to get to our last segment. It's called our lightning round, Justin. Are you ready for it? Oh. Are you? Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you were asking if he owes. That was so polite. We misspelled lightning. Jude, that was so polite. We, we, I yeah. misspelled lightning. I apologize. Well, I missed. All right, so play your under music. And then, we'll, um, all right, we're going to get to a couple of coaches. I want to get your opinions on some coaches here before we let you go here. Um, all right, first coach. I think you're going to like this one. Mel Tucker. Ooh. Look like at that Mel, stogie. Mel, Mel, hey, listen, Mel's on my list, man. Mel, Mel's on my short list. All right, what do you know about Mel? I know Mel was at LSU for a year back in the day. Yeah. Um, I know he was That was before LSU. you, huh? Yeah, 2000. Yep. Before me. It was Nick's first year. That's right. He was a DB um, coach, too. So, yeah. original DBU. I know he was a hell of a ball player in the National Football League. Um, I know some people who know him that really like him. Um, thinks that he gets it he knows it right i mean obviously i mean you can go to michigan state and win he got something going on something's happening um yeah i like him um all right so i like the stokey uh next one this is your favorite right here right here lane kiffin that's a negative (laughs) (laughs) i already told y'all hold on on. as 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 brilliant of an offensive mind as he is we just got too much stuff going on in Baton Rouge to add that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, thanks for being on the show. Get ready. <laughs> no, 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 no. Justin, no. I ran I'm into you in Lexington, and the first thing you say to me when you see me is, hey, tell Matt to shut the fuck up about Lane Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm telling you, dude, this is, this is, uh, this is, no. 
No, it's an ego it, ego uh, problem there. I think too. Yeah. yeah. So I I I'm actually with you. I started on yeah. Uh, have to watch Joey Freshwater. So they have to watch. Um, all right, next one on the list. Uh, this is a dark horse. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Uh, you you got to do it right. You you gotta, Lincoln Riley. I like him. I like him. You know, he's uh, young, energetic. The guys gravitate to him. I think that he would be a great fit for us and what we do. Obviously, right. We'll have an opportunity to to continue to throw the ball downfield and sprinkle in a run or two here and there and, and keep people honest. I think he's. He's the next great one. Yeah. Um, Do you think – what's the percentage? I mean, he's got a pretty <laughs> made at Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, you know, sometimes, you know, coaches, uh, you know, they might need to change the scenery for whatever it may be. Saban. You know, you know, Saban was chasing the dollar. So That's yeah. right. That's all he was doing. Uh, yeah. It was different. But, uh, but, yeah, he's got a good thing going in Oklahoma. I couldn't – if I was him, I probably wouldn't leave, but I would definitely entertain the hell out of it to get some more bread. I, I mean, he's coming into sure. the SEC in a couple of years. I think the only talk was uh, he can just jump right into the SEC now at a ready-made school. Like, you're not going to have to transition. Like, I, that would be my only thought. I don't. I'm. I don't think. I don't think he's making any more money than what we would probably be able to pay him either. So, anyway, I, I thought it was an interesting. Uh, the Learjet was in Norman yesterday. I don't know if you knew that, uh, Justin, but Learjet season uh, breaking breaking news right here on the podcast. Yeah, man. Listen, uh, Scott's pulling out all the stops, man. This is a monumental hire. Yeah, he knows that everybody knows that this will be um, game changing for not only the SEC but also for uh, LSU. So hopefully. He hits, the, hits this one out the park out the gate. And, yep. And put LSU doesn't miss a beat because that our freshman and sophomore class is chomping at the bit. And we got oh yeah, for great sure. Great ball players, man. Whoever came, whoever comes in, they got to do an amazing. Yep, they, they got, got a loaded got, house. They got to hand it to them. Exactly. Um, all right, next one on the list, James Franklin. I actually like him too. You know, a lot. Of, I know a lot of people don't. Um, I think you know. He is an energetic coach. He loves to have fun with his kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they get it. Um, they gravitate to him uh, for whatever reason. Um, obviously, I'm not in, in Happy Valley, but I think he his potential uh, has great upside. He's the creator of Joe Brady. I just realized that. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. Wow. I'm going to start talking yeah. about that all the time now. Uh, basically, like the inventor of Joe Brady. So Interesting. Um, he had Joe Mur- Moorhead on the on staff as well. Um, yep. So uh, about James Franklin, I know uh, USC is going to be hot after him as well, uh, from what it sounded like. Um, so USC LSU um, battling it out, two thousand three, two thousand four days. Yeah, first of all, you guys would have beaten USC in two thousand three, correct? Hundred <laughs> percent. Thank what you. Would the final score have been? Score prediction. Go. I say 28-14. 28-14 LSU, okay. Um, all right, last one. This is for you. For you alone. Mike Tomlin. Give me your thoughts. Man, listen, a, a man is allowed to dream, right? Exactly. So, but, I, but I think, you know, if for whatever reason this was a real thing, um, this would be unbelievable. It would be game-changing and transcending for our university, mm-hmm. uh, what he could do for us. He is a great man. I talk to him probably once a month when he comes in town for pro day. 
He wants to go to two places. He don't want nothing new. He wants to go to Pyrans and Dorothy's on Governor. I mean, on uh, Gardia. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Good answer. We'll he be there. He don't. He don't want to do anything else, man. He wants to get some soul food and some seafood. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So what? Uh, Brody was telling me that he had a lot of connections with the LSU staff. Um, yeah. So, so you look at it like this. So you got obviously I'm not on staff, but I'm sure, sure, staff. right. So you got myself, Mickey, Corey, Durante, uh, Jack Marucci, right. And he mentioned Tommy Moffat. He Did he miss Tommy, him? But not like that. Okay. But he knows Jack really well because Jack and their head athletic trainer, John Norway, are real tight because Jack is actually okay. from PA. Okay. Mm, okay. And that's, I know that. and that's the connection with Well, that. and then there's obviously Ryan Clark uh, yeah. who played with him, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that, he has a lot of connections down here, man. I think it would be huge. You know, we would get a guy like that. Now. Well, I, I didn't think anything of it until I saw. And I don't know who that guy was that even posted that out, but he was talking about yeah, LSU so Doug and US. Whaley. Doug Whaley was the uh, was a scout for us um, whenever I was playing, and he got the GM job for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think he's back at being a scout, or he may be working in the NFL. But Doug is uh, a young, bright, brilliant guy. Um, understands the game of football, the on the field stuff, and the financials. And uh, whenever he speaks, obviously, you know, I think everybody should listen. But at the same time, you also got to know that nobody knows, right? This is right, all just, right. You know, we're speculating. Good. We speculation yeah. season. Yep, it's good Absolutely. combo pieces, man. That's all it is. All yeah. right, Jude, hey. the intern's got a question. Uh, I got. I always have to preface that it's Jude, the intern's <laughs> question. Go ahead. Listen, uh, I know the 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 boosters and Taff are generous, but you think the Roonies would counter anything we throw at Tomlin? No, um, I, I I think you know, with with the with the exiting of of, of Ben and what you have on deck, mm. um, I think he has a good thing there. I think, you know, he would lose a lot of sleep on thinking about if he was going to leave Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pittsburgh to me is a great city. It's a little big city. It reminds me a lot of Baton Rouge. You just ask skyscrapers, right? Great athletic right. town. You know, it's the only it's the only sports town in the country. That all three of your major league sports all have the same colors. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think yeah, that. Pirates, Penguins, Steelers. Yep. Yeah, man, it's special, man. I mean, I mean, I, I used to ride to the games because I used to live at this place called the Cork Factory in the Strip District. I used to ride a uh, a boat taxi to the games. I didn't even drive my car. Hmm. Wow. So, you know, I get what? off to go to a game, right? <laughs> I'm getting off and I'm walking. Uh, it parks right next to Roberto Clemente Bridge. Mm. And I'm getting off the boat and I'm walking on the side of the stadium and I see Jack Marucci and Kurt Aysworth walking towards me. <laughs> it was just, I mean, just random as hell, like just super random. Um, they were going to watch a baseball game. You had, uh, you had the, uh, wow. uh, the Pirates playing, uh, I think the Cardinals at the time with Pujols and Pujols is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big Marucci guy. Yeah, he's an investor with Marucci. Right, right. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, so it was just random. I think there's just, there's a lot there, man. I mean, like I said, a, a man can dream. So, I, I think it would be what even an opportunity to get that cat. What even is the pitch for him coming to LSU? Like, I don't understand what the reason is, would be for be coming here. Because he's done everything, right? So you're looking at okay. a guy who is who is at the pinnacle of the hierarchy of pro sports. He's won a Super Bowl. Actually, he's been the two, only yeah. won one. Why Net- he won one as a head coach, but he has won one as an assistant. No losing seasons, correct? No losing seasons. Right. Holy cow. Um, 
you know, that. with the, the restructuring of the team, Ben's going, your face of your franchise going. Right, right. That That's guy. That was it. The ben, ben, Ben's leaving his last year or whatever. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, come coach Walker Howard. That's yeah, the pitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll, listen, one thing about Mike T, he'll find somebody to coach. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. You know, and if he becomes the head coach at LSU, I mean, who the hell wouldn't want to come? Yeah. Well, recruiting would be a lot of people. I, I saw I saw a couple of things when I posted that and I, I, I tagged you on there. There was people that said, well, does he like to recruit? Can he recruit? And I think that's like the the, the I mean, he's Mike Tomlin. It's Mike let Tomlin. Put it this way. I say this. <laughs> you know, as, as much as much credit as Les got that he was a great recruiter, Les right. didn't really care too much for recruiting. No. If it was if it was up if it would if it wasn't up to Frank Wilson and Corey Raymond, I don't know where LSU would be. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Right. LSU you know recruits I mean? itself. So, yeah, it, it like this isn't this isn't back in the eighties and the nineties. I mean, everybody can look these mm-hmm. schools up online. They can they can go visit unofficially anytime they want. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a free range type deal now when it comes to this recruiting thing. So I think, you know, him being the face of the place, I mean, he's a great speaker, man. Mm-hmm. He is um, a dynamic human being. And I think, you know, him sitting down with some parents, man, that's somebody who's been there, done that, I think that that's there's there's nothing better than that. I mean, yeah. Forty nine years old as well. Uh, there's a lot to like there on a resume, obviously. I, yeah, I mean, it's just there's there's no reason that you shouldn't be extremely excited about. Hey, that well, hire. LSU fans, and you like, know this. There's no. It doesn't matter who we say it's who's going to be the coach. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's gross. Justin, I think you said in Lexington that LSU has the most spoiled fans in the country. Maybe? Yeah, you did. We do. Yeah, we do. I'm going to be honest with you. We really do. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart because I, I enjoy every single one of them. But, but damn, man, they make my ass hurt. Every <laughs> oh, man. Because it's, it's like it, 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 you get a taste of the good life, right? And mm-hmm. so it can never be here. I mean, God forbid if we go here. I mean, we can always go back to this Jerry Donato days and Curly Holmes now. But, no. We're, we're we're middle of the road right now. We we got we're we're a step away from being back to where we were. Right. 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 So I remember I remember my buddies in high school wanted me to come to LSU so bad. He used to take me to games, and I remember I went to I think we were playing Florida and it was raining. And they beat us by like a hundred points. Right. Mm-hmm. So I could have took a handful of rocks and threw them, and I wouldn't have hit a soul. There was hardly anybody in the stadium. Right. So if you want to go back to them days. Keep yep. all that negative. Keep all that negative talking thing going, because mm-hmm. that's all that does. Because, you know, one thing that bothers me the most, and I, and people who know me know how I feel about Tiger dropping, right? Oh, for <laughs> sure. Love Tiger. Go ahead. They already, they already know how I feel about it because it, it's, it's a site where you can get on with just email. There's no premium. Right. People going there and talk out their ass. Like I mean, it is unbelievable the stuff that they say on there, and. What I was trying to tell people when I was I was speaking at the Gridiron Globe one day, I said, "You got to realize this in this day and age. Whenever the internet is at the, at the tip of your fingers, these kids and their parents and or their loved ones or their champion or family, whoever it is, they go on these sites. Yeah, and they see how you talk about kids. If you think they don't, you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen anywhere else. I don't give a damn what they do at other schools. I'm talking about this one. Yeah, this is what we need to be worrying about. So." Send them text messages between you and your little partners and do all that crazy stuff, but leave all that crazy talk elsewhere. Right. Because it doesn't it doesn't help us if you I mean if you think it does, you, you've lost it. And if you think a kid shouldn't be worrying about that, you're lost it too. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, it's so, a different age this yeah, right now. Anyway, it's anyway. a whole different ball game. Right. Right. It's it's so easy to tell an eighteen year old to stay off the internet and not look at what people are saying about you. But like, yeah, I mean, geez. I did have to tell I did have to tell a parent uh, not too long ago to not go on to Tiger Droppings and search their kid. I did tell that um, to a, a, <laughs> a football player's parent recently. <laughs> I was like, you don't want to even do it. Don't even no, entertain don't, it. Why would you want to put yourself in harm's way? Exactly. Because that's all. Because that's all that is. Because. It's you know, trash. I yeah. think I think some of the stuff is funny, and I think it's banter. People send me little, you know, little links from it every now and then. People talking crazy and all that stuff, and it's like yeah. some funny memes and all that stuff. But at the same time, I mean, damn. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some rest, dumbass motherfuckers on there for sure. Give it a rest, man. They got some crazy folks out there. Yeah. And I yeah. understand that there's probably other people from other schools on there who are diehard, just crazy psycho fans. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but and that's what I mean. You don't have to pay a premium, and any Joe Blow can go in there and just talk crazy. Right. Nope. You know what I think is funny when people who do a podcast go on there to promote their podcast. Yeah, pot of gold. <laughs> Screw pot of gold. Screw them. Yeah, I'm definitely not talking about one team one podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We've never done that. We have never like done it. that. I like it, man. <laughs> um, all right, man. We're gonna uh, catch up with you. I think we hadn't co- we haven't talked to you since uh, the season started. So yeah, I, I kind of UCLA wanna... after UCLA is when he came on. Was it right after UCLA? It was okay because we were talking I've about cu- in, yeah. we were talking yeah. about culture. We were talking about then. how the run game sucked. Now we're talking about yeah, how exactly. It's, now it's good again. Everything's great again. Yeah. So uh, better with time, man. For sure. Yeah. Interim ed. We got to keep interim ed. Interim I think. Ed. <laughs> what do you think about interim ed? The interim ed campaign. Because we're all about it. We just keep uh, interim ad the whole time? Man, look, just no. <laughs> <laughs> no man. Hey, like, 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 like my man said, his mama just want to make sure he get his money, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I'm with you there. He got a little giggle there. You saw that after he said that? Yeah. He had this that little was, giggle? That was, that was a little mischievous giggle. Yeah, it? it was. Yeah. It was a little different. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard. I, I love Coach O, man. Whenever he's at USC, he recruited me. Uh, came to Barber High School, came to my, my mom's house, and, mm. and we sat down and talked. But, yeah, I mean, my relationship with him is, is beyond ball, man. I, I really I really care for the dude. That's awesome, man. I heard – uh, Before we get off, I keep seeing this dude talk about Willie Fritz on here. <laughs> you, oh, you can you, see those? Justin, you actually yeah. – you met him the night we went to staff. This is Tulane Billy. That's Tulane Billy. He's my stepfather. He wants, he wants Durante Jones to be the next coach at LSU, but I think he actually <laughs> likes – does he not like Willie Fritz now? Oh, he it's ha- a love hate relationship. Tulane's one and five. Like, I'm like, sure they're getting skulldrug. Okay, go ahead. SMU right I like, now. I like Willie Fritz a lot, man. I think uh, you know. I'm gonna give you a little little tidbit real quick. So, Bradley Del Pivotol's wife Melissa has a twin, and Willie is married to the twin. Wow. I didn't know that until probably 2014, maybe. 20, yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that, but yeah. So there's a connection with. With the, the the football coaches and all that, but I, I like Willie. I met him a couple times at coach convention. Um, I think that he is uh, has promise, but I mean, you also got to know this. So this is Tulane. It's not like you're getting some, mm-hmm. some hidden gems to come over to school to go. Yeah, so, how long do you uh, think he's going to be able to stay there? Like he feels mm-hmm. like he's a. I don't know. I, my they, thing is like if you if you if, you, if I'm Tulane and you fire him, who are you going to get? Yeah, <laughs> Durante. No, I was thinking he would just leave for another job. Oh, he possibly. possibly oh, it's not. It, that ain't gonna happen anytime soon. Y- y'all seeing the season they're having right now, right? They're one yeah. and five right now. They're about to be one and six after tonight. Yeah. yeah. And then they got Cincinnati next week, I'm one and seven. You, I'm about to tell you what the score is right now. They getting drugged. 
Well, oh, ULL, man. I just need them to win by 18. So uh, I'm not sure what that score is at. <laughs> USO, it's called USO. USL, sorry. Yeah, they were, um, they were when, I, when I turned it on just for the podcast, they had ran a 99-yard touchdown back. ULL did. It's 14-10 half ULL. Okay. All right, we're USL. okay. We're okay. USL. USL. You call them USL too, don't you, Justin? Yeah, I do. Okay, nice. good. I love that. I like that. USL we're gonna, and Northeast. There you go. Oh, we're going to clip that. We're going to clip that. Everybody's going to hate on you on uh, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> That's just what he calls them. Listen, you can't get mad at me because your school have an identity crisis. Ah, yes, sir, baby. I'm clipping that one. Yes, I'm clipping sir. that one, too. Don't get mad at me. Uh, all Tomorrow's right. Race, you know? We appreciate it, my friend. We're gonna um, we're gonna have a whole bunch of videos from inside the RV. We're gonna go to uh, to Oxford. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you all the uh, all the the videos of that because I want you to enjoy um, that trip uh, vicariously through us. Make sure you walk through the Grove so you can get cussed out by a ten year old. Well, we have Shit. a tailgate at the Grove. So I'll fight yes. a ten year old. I don't care. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I'll take. I'm not I'll, above that. We'll take one out. Um, <laughs> all right, Justin. We appreciate it, my friend. All right, man. Enjoy it. Thank you. All right, bud. See you, man. Talk to you soon. Later. Left click, <laughs> left click. Justin dude. Vincent joining us. Appreciate him, um, man. Fantastic. So, um, I want to go through a couple of sponsors first before we wrap it up here. Um, get it together, Jude. All right. So, uh, River City's Total Maintenance. Uh, we appreciate Lucas Ragusa at River City's Total Maintenance, North Shore area. So, um, they don't do just do AC and heat. Also, they also do some uh, plumbing and electrical as well. So. Give uh, River City's total. total maintenance yeah. a call. So Lucas is one of my good friends. He will stop. He will like stop traffic to to work on your uh, your AC. Also, uh, Relief Pools. Uh, ben Landry over at Relief Pools. He's still busy, so he's already booked out. I think till December at this point. So uh, give Ben Landry a call. Get on the books right now so you can get started for the spring for your pool. Perfect time to get started on a pool. Um, we got. Courtesy, uh, Buick GMC. Um, Courtesy's got specials every week, so uh, reach out to Brandon Lejean over at Courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette. Brandon, it's basketball season, baby. Oh, my God. Get ready, Brandon. Huge basketball fan. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's talk about basketball for a second. For sure. Let's get that off. Um, So we had the huge injury with Adam Miller. I don't think think it's that huge, personally. Oh, it's huge. actually it's no. Huge. It's it's huge. I don't think it's that huge, as people are saying. But go all right, ahead. so you're saying so, that we just have enough depth to where we're going to be able to make right, it. especially I, at the guard position. And uh, I think we're more. I, I think we're way thinner in the front court. I, okay. I think I think you do make I a agree. good point there, but I just think that uh, Adam Miller was about to be. He's a dog. He was about to be so like the defensive actually, soul. Of this if team. Brandon was watching, I'm going to cut this he's clip because he's going to love yeah. what you just said. He's saying the same thing. Like you got Brandon Murray, you have um, yeah, and Justice I, Williams, you have Eric Gaines still. Yep. Uh, of course, Xavier Pinson, but like you yeah. couldn't afford an injury in the backcourt. I mean, the front court. The front court, yeah. But the backcourt, we had a lot of guys. Yeah. But this is a difference maker. Yeah, this that's guy's, the difference. For yeah, me. no, he's. I'm, I'm not saying he's not a fantastic player because he is. This guy was about to be like a you know all SEC kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking like 18 points a game. But I mean, uh, we we still have gone we have, that high. But you know, I think he's a guy who's just you know he's gonna he's gonna play really fucking hard on both sides of the ball and right. just gonna 
you know, make plays. And he's also really, really good. Yeah. And yeah. No, it, it hurts. Yeah. It definitely hurts a lot. It, it does, but. But I still every, feel every good guard about the on team. our roster is, is is an absolute beast. You yeah. know, we don't we don't have we don't have a handful of seven foot rim protectors. We have a handful of you know guards that can. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying they're all as good as uh, Miller, right? Yeah. But we can afford that yeah. more than we can afford for a sure. Front no, I completely injury. agree with you. Completely agree. So. All right, so. Before we wrap it up, we have to give our score predictions for Ole Miss because we're going oh, there. Thank you, Hal. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate Hal for reminding me. <laughs> you want me to go first? Go ahead. Matt. Go ahead. All right. LSU 45, Ole Miss 38. Okay. That's Explain. for real. Explain. Explain. Um, I feel like we're going to be able to run the ball. Okay. Um, I feel like Ole Miss might be struggling a bit with Matt Corral. Um, I think he's probably banged up a little bit. Okay. I also think they're trying to run the ball too much with Matt Corral. I think he's going to get hit hard. Okay. Um, but I also think our offense is going to be able to score points with them. And um, if they're running the ball well, we can control the clock a little bit more than um, than Ole Miss can. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, Who's next? Who's go next? Ahead, go ahead, Jude. Go here I go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna Yeah, here I here I come. I'm gonna give two. That's what you. I'm gonna give. Give two scenarios if Corral. With two scenarios. If his ankle. This is a prediction. Shatters. This is a prediction. One scenario. No, no, no. You have to pick whether his ankle is good or not. Yeah, no. That's the that's the point of a prediction. It's just like the narrative of scenarios. His ankle will be fine, and I think they'll win by three scores. Ole Miss will win by three scores. Three scores. Oh man. Okay, that makes me feel better about my pick. They'll pull away at the end. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I I got Ole Miss uh, (laughs) fifty-one. I got Ole Miss 51, LSU 38. I agree with you. I think we're going to be okay. able to run the ball. Okay. Um, but I just – I think Corral's fine. I think Lane Kiffin's bullshitting. I smoke screen. Yeah. I, I, this is exactly what Coach O said. He, yeah. said. he said, I think he's blowing smoke. Or, and, uh, or he's also trying to make it look like, oh, here's Matt Corral. He came – he's injured. He still played well, like Heisman moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just – I don't know, dude. I think Matt Corral is really, really fucking good. He's aight. This offense is yeah. is He's aight. this offense is legit, and I just I love our defense. I love Durante, but I just think that this is uh all right. Cancel the way, him. The way Cancel that, Jack. The way we played in the second half against Florida, I just I'm worried that that translates. Honestly. All right. Will you be? I got. Right. I think it's gonna be a fantastic game. I'm glad. We're, I'm glad we're going. I do too. I think, I think, it'll, I think it'll be a game the until the fourth quarter. That's yeah. what I think. I think going into the fourth quarter, we're gonna be very hyped, and we're gonna have four fingers in the sky, hoping that we win. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, I think we will win. Oh. 46-41. Oh. Let's go. Throwing that's, golf that's balls. The Alabama score. LSU, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Zimmerman says 46-44 oh, LSU. There you go. Wow. So we're right there. There we Billy, go. Billy's got an extra field goal. I think, I think they missed that one in the from? second quarter. 46, baby. 46-41. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with 46-41. it. 46-41. I think we're going to score 46 points now. But right, I, let's th- go. I think Ole Miss is going to score 51 still. So. Um, uh, I think we're right. wrong. All right, I'm changing mine to 51-46. All right, guys. We appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. We appreciate everybody in the chat. Yep. Um, uh, Brody Miller, uh, reach reach out to uh, reach out to him on Twitter. Let him know how how great he was on here. Also, uh, Justin Vincent. We appreciate him uh, as usual. 
Um, for Jack, we got William. We got Jude, the intern. Zach is homesick. We didn't even talk about him. ZVR. Do we want to talk about his illness? No. No, no. we can't do that. We can't do that. He'll be fine tomorrow. He's going to go on the trip with us tomorrow. And then Sam is out. Sam's got well. COVID. Yeah. Sam's got that cocoa. He's got the real one. Oh, He's yeah. got the real one. I know I know what happened with him. He's got so. the deadliest um, disease. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. He's, <laughs> He's going to live. Uh, we appreciate everybody again for joining us. It has been One Team, One Podcast. Logan out. Oh,